You're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense with your host, Doug Thorpe. Here's Doug. Well, hello again, everyone. It's a pleasure to have you back with us. This is Doug Thorpe, and you're listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Today, I'm going to dedicate the time to visiting a popular topic. There's a lot of debate and discussion and uh, best practice being exchanged out in the world. And specifically, I'm talking about personal branding and more specifically, uh, opportunities you might have with using LinkedIn. And my guest today is someone who has made a business of helping professionals and business owners do just that. Her name is Amy Smith. She comes to us from the continent of Australia. Amy, welcome. Hi, Doug. Thanks so much for having me. Amy, as is a bit of tradition, I always like to ask my guests to fill us in on a little bit of backstory. What has your journey been about? And what inspired you to do what you're doing today? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess, you know, kicking off from my sort of professional life back in the, the corporate space was was where I first started and um, primarily working in, in various human resources and executive recruitment roles um, when I first started my career. Um, where that took me and where I ended up was working with a, a peer advisory group and an executive coaching company. And you know, my primary role with them was actually helping, um, you know, former CEOs and ex-CEOs of multi-million dollar companies um, who had hit a point in their career where they were they were finished being a CEO, you know, they were ready to for the next phase and they were really looking to utilise their experience and their skills and the knowledge that they'd built and really thinking about what that next step was for them. And so, you know, one of my main roles was actually finding where these CEOs were, um, but also, you know, helping them make a, a transition into more of a portfolio career, into doing some coaching and some mentoring and some other things. So that was sort of where I found myself landed in the, the corporate space. And from there, um, that really took me in the world of, of coaching and consulting. And so I really started to to understand that, that landscape and, and started off um, in my own pretty organically. I had a few people from my network that said, hey, can you help me with this project? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it was very um, all across the board, you know, in HR, recruitment, marketing, different things like that. Um, and where it ended up was was actually me thinking, okay, well, there is something here. Um, and, and people had seen the work that I'd done in terms of finding people on LinkedIn um, and really starting to build my own personal brand on the platform, you know, once I'd given myself the green light, if you like, to, to launch out on my own. And so then they started to, to really come to me for more LinkedIn help and LinkedIn advice and asking how to build their business and their brand as a coach and consultant. So that's really sort of what led me into the work that I'm doing now. So it's, uh, you know, when you look back, I think it was Steve Jobs that said you can kind of connect the dots looking back. Um, but at the time, you know, I was kind of just going with the flow and, and seeing what happened and, and ended up uh, doing what I'm doing now, which I really enjoy. Well, I can attest firsthand uh, when Amy and I met, I was curious and wanting to do something with my own brand profile on LinkedIn. I was okay with my website and all of that, but wasn't really happy about what had been accumulated on my LinkedIn. And so I engaged Amy and her firm. So full disclosure to the public here. Um, 
uh, did engage with her to do the work, so I've seen firsthand how their process works and, and what they do with it. I'm a big fan. I, I love the, uh, the 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 makeover we've done, and the um, the jury's still out on results. It's it's a fairly fresh event, but uh, definitely. <laughs> pardon. Just a few days in, I believe. Yeah. Actually, just a few days in. Literally, as we look at the calendar, it was just uh, uh, around the first of this month we got everything turned on and and updated and ready to go. But uh, I I, I love the the work that was done and and like I said, I'm really a fan of of how that's going. For many of my listeners, you might know this or heard me speak about it before. I actually have an affinity for LinkedIn. I was an early adopter. I created my profile, my original profile, all the way back to 2005. I think LinkedIn was only claiming about 300,000 users at the time. <laughs> and uh, of course, now I think it's about 300 million, I, something, some outrageous number of um, users that are out there. But I also had uh, uh, a love affair with it in the um, crash of 08 when I was doing career assistance work with people. And we were big advocates of encouraging people to really focus on what they had on LinkedIn because people may have forgotten it by now or, or never knew it in the first place, but LinkedIn made all their early money selling the database to recruiters. And uh, much as AOL had their service model, uh, common users, individuals could get a free LinkedIn profile and put their data up there. And LinkedIn was happy to offer that for free because that's the way they built the database that recruiters then could leverage Recruiters, on the other hand, were paying high dollar fees for access to that database, but mm -hmm. nonetheless, it was happening and people were really happy with it. So I know I coached my career change people that they needed to have that profile because that was a storefront. They were online and on, you know, available for business, so to speak, 24 seven. And uh, I really don't think that fundamentally has changed, even though some of the functionality of the platform has changed. But I think that principle is still true. What do you say? Yeah, so I think to your point, Doug, it's, it very much started as a recruitment focus, you know, with the, with the platform. And I think what I've really noticed evolving over particularly the last, say, you know, six years, if you like, is really the, the platform is starting to emerge more into a sales and marketing machine for businesses as well. So it still very much is the place that I think a lot of people will play for recruitment and to find talent and to make sure that they're, you know, representing their brand and attracting the right people to their brand as well. Um, but what I'm noticing more so is more and more people on the platform who don't necessarily fit your typical, I guess, corporate suits and ties that, uh, you know, LinkedIn is probably, you know, very well known as a bit more of a, a professional platform, if you like, whatever that means to anyone, right? Um, and so what I'm noticing is more people are actually adopting the platform that were never previously on the platform. And what that means is there's more access to, to people. Um, you know, there's around 850 million users now, which is, mm -hmm. which is exploded. And, uh, and so, 
we're actually seeing that a lot of people as individuals, but also the big corporate side of town as well, are really starting to use it as a sales and marketing machine in their business, as well as the recruitment. And so, you know, what that kind of means for for people is um, others have, have entered the space and people have really started to lift their game on LinkedIn. And so there's a lot of people that I speak to who you know, had a profile from years and years ago, kind of collecting internet dust, if you like. And it's one of those things we push to the side in the the too hard basket or don't have time for it um, or not sure what to say. You know, sometimes it can feel a little bit weird or, or confronting to write about yourself. Um, and so we've noticed that a lot of people are, are really starting to put the focus in on LinkedIn and, and start to use it in more aspects for their business rather than just recruitment. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm proud to claim as a little bit of a factoid that uh, going all the way back to 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. I was really keen on trying to put together a program and, and a training for professionals that were in career transition to learn how to use LinkedIn better. Mm-hmm. And I actually was introduced to the regional sales director for LinkedIn um, in my area. And I arranged a lunch with him and a good old fashioned face to face, you know, sit down to eat and talk. And I told him what I, my vision was. I was trying to put this program together and I wanted to know what they had as training. And he said, we don't have anything. Knock yourself out. And I went, what? <laughs> and he said, well, you know, we can certainly, uh, he said, I can introduce you to some people that can answer some questions beyond the support pages of LinkedIn if if you get stuck with something, but uh, figure out your own program, your own course, and go with our blessing. And I went, wow, okay, that's interesting. So we did, and I'll, I'll never forget, I put that program together, and I put it out in a community blast. And again, this was on the tail end of a big um, financial crisis, so employ unemployment was at double digits, and we put out the word that we were going to do a LinkedIn workshop, and we had 450 people show up mm-hmm. in an auditorium that was by fire code only able to accommodate 250. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, fire marshal be damned, we we got everybody in the room and and did our thing, and um, it it was it was well received and a lot of good information that people enjoyed and we, and the organization I was with at the time, it was a nonprofit. We, um, we continued to do that program for quite some time after that. But now of course, there's a lot of people that have sprung up as advisors and professionals just for development of branding on the platform. And that of course is what you do. One thing before we get into all that, I should have asked you before and I I haven't, do do you help companies with their company pages as well as the personal profiles? Yeah, so it's a it's a balance um, with both the company profiles and personal pages. And so it really depends on the objective and the size of the company um, as to sort of which way you could you could go and and how those pages might interact on the platform as well. Um, 
for people, you know, sort of in their own businesses, like a, a solo coach or consultant, then typically what we've found from what we've tested is that personal profiles will outperform company profiles. Um, and so there tends to be a heavy sort of weighting towards personal brands and personal profiles, because I think, you know, at the end of the day, when you're connecting with people on LinkedIn and, and brands, you do want to see the the human <laughs> behind the profile and you are, and you are connecting with a person at the other end. So yeah, absolutely. There's use for both on the platform and uh, and getting that balance can be tricky, but it depends on the size of the, the company, but both are important. What do you tell people, or, or maybe a better question is, where do you start with the person that, like you said, I, and I love your phrase, maybe they built a profile a long, long time ago, but it's collected internet dust, or they, they just really haven't done much with it. Yeah. Where where do you sort of guide them on that ramp up to to get ready to have a an effective profile? Yeah, great question. I think for first thing is it's kind of like a reframing or actually a, a mindset around LinkedIn and the, and the way they want to use it because I think for most of us because we related to it so much as a, a career platform most of our lives. Um, it can be really tempting just to copy and paste, say, a resume and, and pop it onto your LinkedIn and go, well, that's it. That's all I need to do. Um, when actual fact, what we want to do is we actually want to do the opposite <laughs> of that. Um, and from a, a business point of view, it would be really looking at, like, what is the real objective? So first and foremost, before we even look at how to create, what to create, what to say, in what order, it's really looking about, well, what is the objective of that person on LinkedIn? What is the ROI they're looking for? Is that to get clients? Is that to um, build notoriety? Is that to build awareness? Like, is it just to connect with like-minded people in their industry? Like, what is the real purpose for being on the platform? So that would be sort of number one. Um, and then what you want to do is you really want to start thinking, you know, if the, the process is to look at it from a sales point of view or a marketing point of view and attract the right kinds of clients to you, you actually want to start thinking of your LinkedIn profile as a landing page. And so it's sort of taking that sales and marketing psychology that you would on a, a typical landing page or, you know, a funnel or a system or other things that you've got plugged into your marketing and sales um, and really looking to connect your LinkedIn into that. Um, and so it becomes less about what you've done in the past, like which is what a resume is, and it's more about what you're actually doing now and where you're going, right? Because you want to take people on that journey, whether it's your company mission, your personal mission, whatever that is, um, you want to attract the right people to go on that journey with you um, or, you know, to reach out if they're ready right now um, to have that conversation about working with you. And so that's sort of the, the real key is really thinking about, well, what's your real objective for being on the platform? What do you actually want out of this? Um, and then looking to create your profile to reflect that as well. Yeah. You know, the the whole concept of personal branding is is foreign to many some people are keen on it and, and tuned into it, but I certainly am a big fan of it and have been for quite some time, even for those that are wanting to make that traditional corporate move either through an industry or within a company even. Mm -hmm. Real quick, I'm reminded of a story a client I had last year. Um, she was concerned about being able to get duly and properly promoted in her company and she she already was a fairly senior executive but knew there was 
more opportunity. And what she brought to me was the idea that all the discussions were positive. It just wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. And no one ever told her anything wrong about what she was doing or, or bad or, or different that she needed to change. It was always gold stars and accolades, but no movement on the promotion. So we started doing some work on this idea of personal branding. And one of the things I suggested to her was take more opportunity to go outside the company and attend the industry conferences that were pertinent to her, her business. And I asked her if she had any connections whatsoever in the field, the specialty. And she said, well, yeah, I do. And pretty substantial. And I said, well, why don't you talk to them and find out what's coming up in the way of a conference or a trade show or something. So she did. And next thing you know, when she raised her hand, these people kind of without exception said, you need to be on my panel. I'm speaking at this conference and that conference, and I want you on my panel. I, I, you know, I know you, I respect you. So she took them up on it and her company was happy to pay for her to participate and bring their name to that conference. Well, then I told her, I said, be sure you publicize your appearance on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Well, her LinkedIn profile blew up in the matter yeah. of about 90 days because there were two or three pretty high level, I mean, national level scope type conferences that had uh, come together. She was on panels at all of them and, and rubbing elbows with, you know, the top of the top in the in the field. And she <laughs> I was, got on session with her one day and she said, you'll never guess what happened. She said, my boss's boss called me and said, hey, I understand you become kind of a big deal in the industry. <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sure enough, the uh, all the things that for about two years had been promised all of a sudden just kind of seemingly happened overnight. Mm -hmm. Now that they saw her exposure outside the company, they didn't want to let her go. And they mm -hmm. now, you know, if your personality says, well, you ought to get mad about that, they should have done it the first time. And, uh, well, you know, grow up. <laughs> I mean, that's all. <laughs> well, that's it. And I think to your point, it, it takes that extra 1% or it takes that extra, you know, 2% of effort that others aren't willing to do. And so, you know, when it comes to growing your personal brand or thinking about a personal brand, it can feel really daunting and it can feel really confronting to put yourself out there. Um, I think for, for most people, it was no different for me when I first got started leaving the corporate space and then building my business as my own brand was, you know, really worried about are people going to judge me? What are they going to think? Like, you know, am I going to be like smart enough to share things? Like all of these sorts of things, I think, is just really natural human self-doubt that we have going on. And it, you can apply that to, you know, putting a personal brand out there or starting something new in a career or whatever that is. I think it always sort of pops up um, at that time when we're confronted with doing something that's maybe a little bit extra or a little bit different to what we're used to. Well, and on that note, Amy, I'm going to maybe put you on the spot a little bit when, when, I first got to know you and was looking at some of the reference points out out out, out online. I'll get the word out. Um, you, you're kind of a big deal yourself. There's a number of conferences and trade shows and things that you're regularly involved in. You're a keynote speaker and and doing things. 
how long was that in the making for you to to be able to get that kind of visibility for yourself? Yeah, so it has built up over the years, um, but it happened a lot quicker in the beginning than I first expected as well. And so I think um, it was a similar, just hearing your story um, shared there around a client, you know, I think it's uh, what happens on LinkedIn in particular is a real snowball effect. So once you start to put yourself out there, um, I was actually really surprised by the amount of support and positivity that I received on the other end of it. Um, you know, here I was thinking that you, you're going to have all this negativity and all these negative comments and things, and it was actually the opposite. So what I found was it was a matter of me saying yes to opportunities, even if at the time I didn't feel ready. Um, I had engaged a, a business coach and a business mentor at that time as well on the business side of things to help me sort of launch in that respect. Um, but it was really a matter of saying yes to opportunities that, that came my way, no matter how big or small, particularly in the beginning. And then as those opportunities grew and the brand grew and, you know, I, I was in a position where I could then sort of pick and choose um, what opportunities that I would do or take on. Um, and I could also start to name my price for different things. So it kind of just grew organically. But I think one will feed off the other. Um, and so if you're not sharing those or if you're like you're sort of keeping them your, as your best kept secret, if you like, and you're waiting to feel ready enough to actually put yourself out there, it'll take a lot longer. But I think if you if you say yes when you're not ready and then you share the work that you're doing almost like in real time so people can see that evolution, people can relate to that evolution as well. You know, I think back to the, the first ever video um, that I did on LinkedIn and it was horrendous. <laughs> it was yeah. horrible. You know, I think it took me about six hours to do um, because I filmed it in about two minutes, um, but it took me five hours and 58 minutes to even build up the courage to post it. Um, and now, you know, I post a video on LinkedIn without any thought at all. And so um, it really just takes you sort of pushing through um, those barriers. But once someone sees that, then the, the flow on effect and the snowball effect is, you know, I'll have re people reaching out and say, hey, I've I saw your video or I've watched your content for the last six months or so. I'd love to work with you. How do we do that? And so, you know, that's sort of the, the other end of it that I think people don't see um, too much. And so that's sort of, you know, where you want it to get to as well is this, this machine that kind of works for you and your business. Business is all about solving complex problems as fast as you can create them. Become the best problem solver by leading others to greatness too. And the first step is going to DougThorpe.com. Doug Thorpe is known globally for coaching entrepreneurs and business leaders, improving their performance and the work output of everyone surrounding them. You can find health, wealth, and happiness by learning to lead others to health, wealth, and happiness. Go to DougThorpe.com now and order Doug's books or hire him to coach your managers. That's Doug, T-H-O-R-P-E.com. What are some of the bad practices that you've seen people do out on LinkedIn and you encourage them to stop it or go another direction? <laughs> so there's a few different things depending on the different areas you're talking about. Um, you know, when it comes to to profile, I think one of the, the big mistakes is people still relating to it as a resume, um, particularly if you're in business. You know, it's, it's really time to think about how you want to represent your brand and how you want to represent you and, and really plug that into a part of your, your sales process first and foremost. So on the profile side, that's probably a big mistake. Um, on the content side and when it comes to starting to, to share, the, the big mistake I see there is a lot of people are 
focused inward on themselves rather than thinking about who they want to attract on the platform. Um, and so, so I'll give you an example. There was a client I was working with and, you know, she had a huge amount of expertise in the leadership space and marketing. And, you know, she was making that jump out from, from the corporate space into her own brand. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I think was sort of holding her back in the beginning was she just said, I'm, I don't feel like experty enough, right? <laughs> I, know that's, I know that's not a word, but we'll roll with it. Um, and what she meant was that she was just feeling a bit of imposter syndrome about posting things. And so naturally, you know, she would post things that were, um, you know, very simple or, or something that was very generic. And, and so what that ended up doing was it just meant that she got lost um, in the noise on the platform. And so, one of the things that we worked on with her was really getting specific in order to stand out. So you really want to know who you're there for, who you're wanting to speak to and speak to that person um, because you'll actually find your tribe on LinkedIn. Once you start posting, people will come to find you because of the message that you're sharing and what you stand for and who you are and what your brand is. Um, and so I think that's something that's really important is people can feel um it's very easy sometimes to sort of hide behind generic content or, or feel like you need to talk about everything and talk to everyone at the same time. And I think just focusing on who you're really there for and adding value to them and really supporting them in their journey, whether it be working with people in their careers or CEOs or whoever you're there for, um, that's what you want to focus on. Yeah, that, that makes really good sense. And it is um you know, on the one hand, if you if you scroll just through your homepage feed, you you can definitely see a lot of posts and content that is is just that. It's it's like mm, there's no particular message or substance, and and to simply share some you know picture or recording or something really doesn't add any particular value, especially not on the LinkedIn platform. Yeah. Another social might might be appropriate for that Instagram or Facebook or something. But um, and I know occasionally I'll see a, a thread of comments where people are saying, get this junk off of LinkedIn. It's not <laughs> that's not what we're here for. You know, yeah, yeah. It's interesting as well, because I think the the rules of the game, if you like, around LinkedIn, there's always been these unwritten rules around, you know, what you can and, and can't post on the platform. I'm actually seeing that go away in the last few years as well. I've actually seen people being a little bit more open about you know, sharing things in their personal life or sharing things outside of, you know, just them at work, which I think is really interesting. And I think it's probably had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, our work lives and professional lives and personal lives are all pretty well merged at the moment. You know, we're working from home and we've all gone through that big sort of transition through COVID. And so it's interesting to see, you know, how connected people are now to, you know, their personal lives as well as their professional lives. Um and I think the one thing I'll, I'll add to around another mistake that I see is a lot of people um, will use the platform and they will try to, I guess, sort of go in straight for the pitch. And so I think a lot of us have experienced those messages that we just first connect with someone and then they're straight into their our inbox, you know, pitching their services to us. And and that just doesn't work anymore. You know, LinkedIn is um, actually really cracking down on a lot of um, bots and automations and things that a lot of people, um, you know, used to use on the platform and probably still do. And so that's that's a big mistake. It's really, really obvious if you do that. And so, 
you know, what we're seeing works really well is more of an authentic approach and a real human approach and definitely not pitching on that first message when you first connect with someone. It is a networking and a relationship building platform. So you, you do need to play that game. Yeah. Well, and there is most definitely such a thing you'll hear it talked about in social circles, social media circles, LinkedIn jail. Uh, yep. <laughs> I spent, true confession, I spent 30 days in LinkedIn jail uh, a couple of years ago, and I had inadvertently gotten in on a thread of things. And I mean, none of it was illegal or immoral by any means, but the gurus at LinkedIn just decided they didn't want that kind of activity. And I got swept up in this web of, of uh, what do you call it? Um, well, it's compliance control type thing. Mm. So I went to the penalty box for 30 days and they assured me that at the end of 30, I'd be reactivated and reinstated. But in the meantime, I needed to do some soul searching and go to church and say some Hail Marys and, you know, <laughs> clean up my sinful life, you know. <laughs> LinkedIn made you learn your lesson then, no. Yeah, they did. So, they're, not, uh, they're, they're quite strict in that regard as well. There, there's a lot of things that, yeah, a bit more strict than other platforms, I would say. Right, right. And I, I do agree. I happen to be one that I'm all in favor of that. I, I think the inundation with the, the chat bot tools that are out there, and I've certainly been approached by probably all of them to subscribe and use the mm -hmm. tool for my own effort. It, yeah. um, it, unless you're really doing well crafting those messages that go out, those, those bots look really spammy really quick, and mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to tell Very when a message easy. is being generated that way. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, what are you finding in terms of, uh, let's shift the table to business development for the B2B or B2C type company that wants to have a presence and wants to rely on LinkedIn as a lead generation platform, what are some of the best practices there that you coach people to follow? Mm. So I think, you know, the first step is, is making sure you've got that foundation set up correctly. So making sure that your profile does a lot of the heavy lifting for you so that anyone that you're, you know, reaching out to, interacting with, you almost, you know, you're putting your best foot forward. And so you've got almost like a, a safety net um, is, is what your profile becomes, because as your activity starts to increase, then that will capture a lot of the inbound leads that can come to you. So that would be first and foremost is making sure that's in order. Um, and then it's a matter of really getting specific in order to stand out. And so knowing really who you're there to serve and how to find them on the platform and where they're hanging out and the content that resonates with them um, is key. So um, to give you an example, um, one of my, my clients, when we started, you know, this process, you know, he was very much at the beginning saying, you know, we can support and help anyone. Um, and that's very typical for a lot of businesses because um, a lot of us can help a lot of different people, particularly in the coach or, or consulting field. And so, um, you know, he was very much working with, with teams. And so we really drilled down on, okay, what were those 
types of businesses, where were they, where were those people hanging out? And what we actually um, developed was that, you know, non-for-profits was the, the particular space that, you know, he was really good at and what he really loved. And so that became the full focus. And so really starting to to narrow down the niche into non-for-profits and, um, mm. and really starting to reach out to the right decision makers within those organisations and having those authentic conversations to know what to say in what order that's going to really trigger them to spark interest to being open for a conversation um, and really plugging LinkedIn into your sales process so that it's a real seamless flow between first making a connection with someone on LinkedIn to then becoming a client. So once we sort of set up that flow and that system, um, this particular client did multiple six figures of revenue in the first quarter, um, and that was more than he'd done the entire previous year. So um, it can make a really wow. big impact. Yeah, it can make a really big impact in the business. Um, and I think it is being consistent and having a framework and a system that you can rinse and, and repeat. Um, and I think for a lot of the, the business owners that we work with that might be, you know, on their own or maybe with a small team, it's, it's usually them in the beginning, but it doesn't have to be them forever because you can hire virtual assistants and you can hire support in your business that can do a lot of these components for you once it's set up. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's definitely a flood of people that have put themselves out there as lead generation solutions, <clears throat> specifically offering to use LinkedIn to find those leads and do things. And of course, there are some alternatives or some options for, say, a business owner that does want to rely on the platform. And I'm thinking of upgrades from the, you know, the base user account to premium and then even buying into the so-called sales navigator mm -hmm. element of, of LinkedIn. Those are all progressions and there is money associated with that. Mm -hmm. But the toolkits at each level broaden and expand and, and give you more options. But, uh, I know there's a rash of people that have stood up businesses to be legion specialists. And because I'm a coach and I'm sure there's a lot of other owners that will say this, I get prospected for that probably a dozen times a day. I, when I look at my LinkedIn inbox, I have multiple inquiries about how I'm doing legion and, you know, mm -hmm. people making pitches to offer to help. And uh, just sidebar on that, I've actually tried a few, and to be candid, I've not found any success with any of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm, it doesn't mean I won't talk to any of them now. If, if somebody is able to say something that gets my attention, what I'll challenge them with is, will you do that work on a contingency basis? If, if you actually land me a closed deal or help me land a closed deal, I'll be happy to pay a commission on that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of a large, flat monthly retainer, not interested anymore. And yeah. um, it's funny, I've had two or three of them when I respond like that, they'll say, well, do you do your coaching that way? And I'll, I'll tell them, well, depending on the circumstance, yes, I actually do. And because I believe in what I can do for a client. And if, if the, you know, the right circumstance is set up there, I got no problem in doing that deal all day long. Yeah. I would, I would much rather take a commission on a, on a high probability success than I would a flat fee on something else. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and then when I say that, they go, "Well, I don't. I'm sorry. I know I'm," <laughs> and they go away. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's interesting because you have you know firms that do all sorts of you know different things, and you you don't know the tools and automation bots and things behind you know what they're using, which. Um, is something to be mindful of as well, because if they don't actually disclose that or if you don't ask the right questions around that, then you could be in a situation when you're in LinkedIn jail <laughs> um, and you don't even realise it as well. So that's something to be mindful of. And I think, um, you know, what we like to do is look at it from a holistic business point of view as well. You know, LinkedIn forms one component of, of what we teach and what we do with our clients, but we actually do right from the end-to-end sort of marketing and, and sales process and helping them, you know, with their business models and other things as well, which which really helps them to to succeed in the end as well because they're not just relying on, you know, one little component. So you've alluded to one or two of your success stories. Tell us a couple more, if you will. Give us some idea of where people have been able to go with the benefit of your support and your expertise. Yeah, for sure. Well, they're all available on my LinkedIn profile, <laughs> if you like, as well, on the recommendations section there. And then also on our YouTube channel, we've done a lot of client case studies and things on there as well. So I guess um, for, for us, you know, a, a few that sort of stand out is that there's the short-term wins and the, the longer-term wins as well, and a mix of, of both in between. So, um, you know, a short-term win was one of our clients, Narelle. Um, She landed a, a $3,500 coaching client, you know, within 14 days of, of working with us and getting everything set up, which was pretty cool, um, straight from LinkedIn, from a first connection right through to a client. Um, we've had others that have landed, you know, $20,000 projects or $50,000 projects using that same system as well. Um, we've had uh, a lady, Anne, who quadrupled her sales within four months. Um, so that was something that was pretty exciting for her as well. And then she was able to bring in a team um, and had some VAs that started to work with her in the business, which freed up her time to then go and, and do the work that she loved, which was in-person facilitation work with her clients. Um, so there's a, a couple of examples for you. We've had profile increases. You know, Anton, who's a business advisor, his profile views um, increased by 400% um, just wow. from the work that we did on his profile. So there's quite a few few there, but they're just a few that sort of spring to mind. Well, let me ask you this, uh, probably deep dive technical question, but something that came to mind as you were describing that profile view situation. Mm. LinkedIn has a, um, I think they call it the SSI social selling index or something to that effect. Um, yep. uh, what's your take on the significance of that pro or con? Yeah. It's it's interesting. I guess it's it's a tool that you can use as a bit of a reference point for yourself in terms of the direct correlation, if you like, to, you know, getting an ROI in the business in terms of landing clients. We haven't seen that it's sort of really correlated that much in terms of it's a little bit more, I guess, of a, a vanity metrics, if you like, if you get caught up in the how many likes or comments or engagement you get in your social selling index is something that I think, you know, LinkedIn has, has um used in order to help people feel like they're progressing on the platform and showing some progress there as well. So, you know, it's certainly a tool that we can use with our clients, which shows, you know, their growth and their journey with LinkedIn, and we can look at it in that way. Um, but I don't look at it too much in terms of having a direct correlation to, you know, the results they're really after, which is, you know, new, new clients coming through the door. So what 
do you recommend is the frequency of taking a look at your profile story and giving it a refresh or rework or makeover? Is is there a, a cycle or a rhythm that you recommend people? Yeah, so I think um, if you're one of those people that have forgotten your login details and you haven't logged in for a while, that's probably a really good start. Um, but I would say it's it's can be triggered by a couple of things. So it can either be triggered by an event that's happening in the business. Perhaps you're taking a new direction or there's a pivot or there's an external force that you're grappling with that's forced you to change. And so, you know, at that time, that could be a really good trigger point in itself to look at your profile and make sure that everything is in alignment. Um, other than that, I always recommend sort of every three months you jump in and you have a bit of a look at what you're doing and whether it's reflecting the work that you're doing. Um, LinkedIn as a platform as well is very, very keyword sensitive and works very well from an SEO point of view. So it's also a very good thing um, to start to experiment once you've got things dialed in, once you've got your system um, in place. It's also a very good thing to experiment with a few different keywords in your profile over like a three-month period or a six-month period to see if there's any difference in the inbound leads that you're um, experiencing as well, because that's one of the, the key ways that people can really find you. And so making sure you've got those right keywords for, for what you're doing is really important. So that's probably something that I would recommend is every th three to six months going in, making sure that A, it's reflecting um, what you're doing. So your offline presence or who you are offline and the business and how you're working with clients is directly reflected online with your LinkedIn. Um, and there's no surprises for people, whether they meet you offline or online. It's all very congruent. Um, and then looking at, you know, whether it's actually producing the results that you want as well. So it should be generating some inbound inquiries, some inbound connection requests, um, and, and getting some more exposure on the platform as well. That's great. <clears throat> well, Amy, this has been uh, very beneficial. Thank you for sitting in and sharing with us. If if people are looking to get a hold of you and want to know more directly about you and your company and your services, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, well, LinkedIn is probably the right ah, answer. Ah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> You can find me at um, forward slash Amy Smith Coach on LinkedIn. Um, also, my website is amylsmith.com. Um, and for anyone um, that's wanting a, a free resource from this that might help them um, to support them with LinkedIn, you can grab my LinkedIn blueprint, which is on the website as well. So that's a free download that that's will help awesome. you to implement some of the things we've spoken about. I definitely recommend that, folks. And as always, the information Amy just shared will be included in our show notes at the bottom of the link here. Just check the description and the commentary. You'll you'll get those links and can hop over there. So one last time, Amy, thanks so much. You're so welcome, Doug. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Well, folks, I hope this was helpful. We always like to mix it up periodically and bring you an, a new twist that uh, might be helpful for your either career advancement or your uh, company growth. And LinkedIn is certainly a solution that has um, got a, a lot of people a lot of ways, you know, down the road. So take a look at it if you haven't already. There, There's good opportunity out there that you might be missing. So 
I do always like to remind people, if you're listening on your favorite streaming service, we do have a video version of this over on YouTube, a channel by the same name, Leadership Powered by Common Sense. Hop over there, uh, subscribe if you will. You'll get notices about new episodes, which, by the way, are dropping three times a week. We're we're busy bunnies in the background here uh, getting these shows put together. But we've got some great guests, just like Amy, and uh, a lot more coming at you. So check it out, take a look, and uh, hop in there. But for now, we're going to sign off, say goodbye. And I do want to appreciate or send appreciation for your participation and your involvement here. We know your time's valuable. We hope this content helped give you some inspiration or thought about ways to make your situation just a little bit better. Hope to see you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Leadership Powered by Common Sense, hosted by Doug Thorpe. If you would like to know more about the coaching and advisory services he provides, visit DougThorpe.com.